Welcome to the Shine Online podcast. I'm your host and video content coach, Natasha. And after years of being a social media manager for service providers, coaches, and physical product brands while creating content for my own brand, I realized how important it is to infuse video into your strategy, no matter what surface or platform you decide to use for your brand. This podcast will help you create strategic video content that doesn't take away from your business, but fuels its growth. You'll leave each episode with a simpler way to show up with confidence that isn't reliant on the latest trend or gimmicky hacks, but a sustainable strategy. Ready to go from overwhelmed to confident in your content strategy? It's your time to shine. Welcome back to the Authority Series, where I interview experts in online business to discuss industry disrupting strategies and stories. In this series, you'll hear from my very own mastermind alum from the Online Authority Mastermind, which opens applications for its third year in April. And you can find all the details about that in the show notes. And today I have Christina with me, who's a social media expert, a community expert, just so many things, which I know we are going to dive into. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Natasha, I am so excited to be here. And this is really surreal because I listen to your podcast every Wednesday when it comes out. And so to be on it, I'm not going to lie. This was on my vision board for 2023. So this is such, such a cool moment. Hello. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Such a treat for me. And everyone is in store for some just amazing wisdom from you, I'm sure. So please introduce yourself. I know you are a multi-hyphenate. There's a lot behind your (laughs) brands, multiple. So just tell us a little bit more about you, who you serve, what you do. Absolutely. So I'm Christina Olivares. I am a three-time award-winning social media and business coach. I'm also a TEDx speaker. I'm a community builder, a conference organizer, and a online marketing expert. I serve primarily women business owners, minority-owned businesses, and my brand is really twofold. So I do social media in business coaching and and that that realm is more for experts who are in their, you know, they're those CEO leaders who are very nervous and scared about being visible online. They're the face of their brand, but they don't they they're so nervous about being on video, right? Or they're so nervous about putting themselves out there. And then I also serve women who are wanting to leave their corporate job, getting into entrepreneurship, and women who are in the one to three scale range where they really want to take their business to new heights through my women's entrepreneurship conference called Hustle and Socialize. So a whole mixture of all the things and just loving it. Yes, I love it. And I want to talk about the community element, because since I've known you two whole years ago when you started in the mastermind, I feel like that's just been your bread and butter of like really being tied into your own local community. And I feel like with so many of us, we work in this online business space and we can kind of lose touch of the fact that there are other people in most of our cities that we can connect with. And there's these 
these entrepreneurial networks. So I'd love to kind of hear like why having those in-person offline community connections are so important and how can people get like started with this if they're like, where do I even start? Like, how do I get connected? Absolutely. So I think there is really an importance on leaning in your local community, because those are the direct people that will buy from you within your own local circle. So the way I got started was I did have an online presence. I started building community first when I was eight years old on AOL, going into different <laughs> chat rooms, talking about in sync fans and, and just building community on, on everything from AOL, MySpace, you name it. But one thing that was so important to me is my local community. When I moved to San Antonio, I was really brand new to the city, even though I had a vacation here, I was really brand new to the city and getting started with my business was very scary for me because I had, I had nobody, I didn't really know anybody. And I started researching online specifically with our chamber of commerce, right? So the, the first place you always want to get started in is mm. what local chamber of commerce are there. So I started to attend meetings with the San Antonio Hispanic Business Chamber. I started attending meetings with different women's groups. And quite frankly, the way I found these groups was through the contacts and the connections that I made in my internship. So I mm. have a television background. All my life, I wanted to be a TV news reporter. And before I got started in social media management, very similar to your story too, I really leaned in and tapped into the connections that I built when I was an intern at the TV station. And they were the ones who pointed me in the right direction of, hey, maybe mm. you should attend this networking lunch. Maybe you should attend, you know, we're having a meet the pros night. Maybe you should attend that. And that was really helpful for me because I feel that once I started to meet people and people started to know who I was, then that's how I started building my brand locally. And it really made a difference as I really pivoted towards the online community and started bridging the two. Mm, that's super helpful. I feel like the tip I was getting from there is like almost like just focus on making like one good connection first, because once you have that first connection and like that first event or community place that you can meet with people, I feel like then the like spider web effect happens and then there's like so many more opportunities. And I feel like it makes it a little less overwhelming of like instead of being like, what are all the places just like focusing in on one? Because I can definitely relate yeah. to that too. Is that a good tip for everyone listening? Absolutely. I really believe that it's only the power of one. I think so many of us, especially in the online sphere and the online area, we think that, oh my goodness, we need to reach multiple people. When in reality, it mm. just takes that one person to connect you to who you need to be connected with. Yes, absolutely. And obviously we both love social media and marketing and content. And I feel like that's a way to grow online that people don't really realize is that all the things you do off of Instagram or whatever platform <laughs> you're creating on can help you grow your online presence. And so I was curious mm -hmm. if you have any like tips or insights there for people that are like, yes, I definitely am like in the season of wanting to grow my account. That's a goal of theirs and kind of expanding their mind that it might be off the apps that they're on. 
Absolutely. A big tip is if you're going to networking events, really take the time to one, this is my trick. I don't carry actual physical business cards. My business card is my Instagram and my LinkedIn. And so when I go Love to it. an in-person networking event, I always just put my social media first. So that's like a really good tip. You need to have your social media optimized in yes. order to have that. And it's really important whenever you meet somebody, you take them out for coffee. You actually get to know them. I know we do the same thing here online where maybe we'll jump on a quick discovery call or a quick coffee chat, but this is a great opportunity for you to actually get out of your comfort zone and start meeting people in your networking circles or in. So that's, that's what I would do constantly when I was brand new to the city. I was constantly just asking people, can I go to lunch with you? Can I go to coffee with you so that I could really get to know who they are and see how they can maybe connect me to somebody or how I can maybe connect them to somebody. And it's like that two way street mm -hmm. relationship. Mm, I love how you mentioned that at the end, because like sometimes it's maybe not even the person that you're connecting, but like the person they can connect you with. But I think what you really hit on there is that it's not about I'm just trying to connect with the people for the sake of connecting. And that's the same thing as what we're doing on social media, right? We're not just posting for the sake of posting. It's like really with the intent of like building relationships and not just for the sake of like building your network. Does that kind of make sense? That's kind of what I was getting from you. Yeah. And you know, it's so, it's so awesome to see all of the relationships that you build through over time, because it truly does make a difference when you are either getting ready to launch something or when you need specifically speakers, like on my end, I'm a conference organizer and every single person who I've met, there's always been intention behind just being able to go and meet them, right? There's always been some sort of intention that I always want to do with anybody that I meet with, because I don't want people to waste time. You know, I want to be able yeah. to actually have this relationship that I'm building with them because business is all relational. Yes, absolutely. I'm just thinking of any like introverts where they're like, oh my gosh, the <laughs> thought of like going to an in-person event when I'm so used to like working behind my phone and computer, let alone like taking someone out for coffee might feel like very intimidating. So I was just curious, like, are there any like questions you always ask someone or is there any like conversation leaders, like anything to kind of like get people started? So they're like, okay, I'm like, go into this feeling confident. <laughs> I always stalk before, right? I always go <laughs> and see what what's on their profile or what maybe is something that I have in common with. And I think that's just yeah. the key thing to remember is even someone as extroverted as I am, I still get nervous having to go to an in-person networking event by myself. It is so daunting at times to actually do that. And I think it's just knowing that you have to get out of your comfort zone little by little. And that's what business is, right? You, every day you're doing something out of your comfort zone. So I always try to find like some commonality that maybe I have with the other person. And I think it's helpful too, to see what other mutual contacts that that person might have, mm. because you never know. It's such a small world. And there might be times where you're going to a networking event and then you've 
find out that, hey, that person knows a colleague of mine. Or the other day we had an event for my women's conference and I found out that one of the attendees went to high school with my sister-in-law. And so such a small oh, world. Yeah. And so it was, you know, it's just like making sure that you kind of scope who you're meeting with and just little by little, get yourself out of that. I always think of things that I can maybe ask them beforehand or just, you know, getting, getting to the point where the conversation might be flowing if you're asking about the weather or something little mundane, yes. that maybe that <laughs> could be the topic of conversation. Yeah, I feel like that's such a good tip. And it kind of goes back to like the tip you gave before about networking with your social first. I also feel like doing your like homework on social first or like it mm -hmm. shows how like social media can be such a powerful tool for connecting with people offline. And it kind of can give people that like bingeable experience of like they can get to know you and your content and what you're about, but also like you can do the same. And I feel like that extra effort of like kind of seeing, okay, like where do they maybe need support or what are they working on or what are they interested in and what have they just launched? Like doing that little extra effort is going to help you feel prepared, but it's also going to make the encounter even more impactful. Right. And that's the importance too of making sure that your social media profiles are in tip top shape because of the fact mm -hmm. that if you are doing both in person and online, you want to make sure, and I always say this too to anybody that I work with, you want to make sure that you're the same person that you're communicating <laughs> online, offline, yes. right? We tend to have that habit of maybe not being the same person. And so making sure that your online presence is one in tip top shape, but also reflects who you are and not having to be somebody that you aren't is something that I just, it's so important to make sure that you have in both landscapes. Yes, definitely. I feel like we focus so much on the content, which obviously is important, but we don't think enough about that first impression. So, you know, I love a good optimized profile bio. I'm curious, like, <laughs> what do you think? And this is like going to be a really hard question because I don't even know my answer. What do you think is like the <laughs> most important part to like make that good first impression and make sure your profile is in tip top shape? Like if there was one thing people can do, what would you think is like the most important, which I know is hard. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely so hard honestly it's it's the visuals right it's the yeah. video it's the colors it's the branding something that i used to do in the beginning parts of my business journey was i kind of like you with the yellow i would wear my pink and so every single time i was going offline to either a networking event or a conference, or if I was going somewhere else, I would always wear my pink. And that way it kind of stands out from mm. my online profile because pink is all everywhere in my, in my Instagram profile. Yeah. And that's how it made it so relatable because people would see that I was wearing pink and then they would be like, oh, social butterfly. Like they just, they would just <laughs> remember it. And yeah. I think that having that visual cue or things that are really branded high quality is going to make a difference because one thing that the branding process online and offline is you have to find the things that make you, you. So, you know, I'm a proud Latina and I make sure that anywhere I go that's outside of San Antonio and outside of Texas, I represent my culture. And I do that too in my online presence. And so it, yeah. I truly believe like that branding is something that would need to be that first impression in both spheres.
Yeah, I feel like that's such a great tip because it like takes the like visual first impression, but also like the vibe first impression of like people actually getting to know you because I think people think branding and they think it is just the colors, but there's like so much that goes into our brand and making sure we're giving that Mm -hmm. strong first impression. So I love that tip. I want to talk more about the behind the scenes of running a conference. I feel like in-person conferences are like coming in hot for 2023 and beyond. And I know you have literally been behind the scenes of creating these incredible conferences. And so I would love for you to talk about like, why do you think these in-person events, whether it's in your local city or if you're traveling for them, why do you think they're worthwhile for businesses to invest in? Absolutely. We started Hustle and Socialize because there was a need for a conference in San Antonio, specifically for minority owned business women. There wasn't anything like this other than maybe the national conferences that would come into town, but there wasn't a homegrown conference that focused specifically on business entrepreneurship and women in Mm -hmm. business. And so I love that these events are popping up. And I think We also have to remember that there needs to be intention behind these events because I think we get so caught up in the social glam of it all where Mm. you see the photo ops and you see all these brands. I mean, it's a great, these conferences and events are great for brands, right? That's one of the reasons why many sponsor. But at the same time, you don't want to just go to an event just because you're there for the social media glam of it all. There needs to be a reasoning as to why you're investing to go to these events, these conferences. Is it because you want to meet people that are very like-minded that maybe can get you to where you need to be? Is it because the content and the programming is something that is missing in your own local community or something that you're not finding online? Is it because you really want to get in front of a speaker or a sponsor or maybe somebody that you've been looking at online, right? So there needs to be an actual reasoning why you're going to attend these events. And I will say, you know, we started our conference from scratch. I had a business partner at the time and now I fully own Hustle and Socialize. But at the time that we started, you know, we had to build the curriculum. We had to really understand what tracks we were going to focus on, Mm -hmm. what the actual goal for the conference was. And so there's so many pieces and layers of making sure that everything is running smoothly from the tech to the actual program, the curriculum, when you add in sponsors and you have vendor booths and you have, you know, them and and each sponsor tier. I mean, it is such a process that it's, so different when you see a conference that has been around for many, many, many years, and they have a full blown team, you know, they, (laughs) they have the tech and they do everything. And so it's best to not if you're just starting out, and you're wanting to host an event, or if you're wanting to do something, it's really important to not compare yourself to somebody who has been around for 10 plus years in the game. I know, for me, it was really difficult sometimes, because I would see all of these flashy, you know, speakers and all these things, but it takes money and it takes Mm -hmm. people. And that's something I learned last year when I actually traveled outside of San Antonio to attend a conference in LA. I I really recognized that 
okay, you know, what we're doing here is very special, but it really takes people and it takes money. And we need to be really honest about that. And we really need to like, we need to say like, hey, I need these partners because that's going to help sustain my one, the conference and the event, but it's also going to be to help pay who we need to pay. So yeah, I just, I really feel like it's important if you're going to create something to make sure you know why you're creating it and what's the actual problem you're solving. Yeah, I feel like that's such great advice for someone that might be wanting to do their own in-person conference, but also for people discerning like which ones to go to and like really figuring out why are you going to those and like what would make it a success and not going because it looks fun and shiny and everything like that. I, I want to talk about the speaker side of it because you are a speaker. You've been on so many different types of spages and you've also hired speakers. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, like what do you think makes a great speaker? Like what are you looking for? Are you looking at a media kit? Are you you looking for pitches? Are you looking for applications? Like are you looking at their social content? Like what do you look for for a speaker that anyone listening and it's like, oh, I would love to speak like at an in-person stage can kind of pull from? Absolutely. So we do have a speaker rubric that we fall under, right? If when we're looking at who would fit in the aligned tracks, there is guidelines that we have in terms of the content. But on a personal side, they really need to be dynamic and animated and a a personality Mm. that's not afraid to go there. So whenever I'm looking for speakers, I really want to know, do they know their stuff, right? Are they able to hold and command an audience because it's one thing to actually sit and teach, but it's another thing to get the audience involved and to be super animated. So how do they actually command presence? And is that exuded in their own social media? If they go live, what does their lives look like? Are they just talking to the camera? Are they actually getting people involved? So there is a really great guideline that I really like to follow. And especially with the tracks, I mean, we have six different tracks that we focus on in Hustle and Socialize. And in those different tracks, there is sort of those guidelines of who, what exactly do we want them to talk about? But it does, Mm -hmm. it is free range to where the speaker sometimes can submit a topic. I've been very fortunate to not really open any applications for speakers. I do feel as we continue to grow that I might have a an open call for speakers, but I really love doing an internal call because the Mm. speakers that we've had beforehand, I trust that they will recommend and refer people in their own network to come into the fold as speakers. And so it's coming from a trusted source where I know, Mm. okay, our keynote speaker from the year before is recommending me three women in her network that I really believe can be those type of speakers. But I do feel, you know, it's great to have those open calls. And I, I started to actually get a little bit more flexible with that. Last year we had two women shoot their shot and pitch through email. And they ended up being like one of our amazing dynamic speakers. Mm. So I really love that. But I also feel it's important to have people on the stage who reflect the diverse aspect of our beautiful, you know, society, right? So a lot of the women that 
we do serve, you know, our primarily Latina and our primarily Black and African American. And so it's very important to reflect that in our program. It's extremely important to have women on stage, not just in, you know, in, in that era, but also with different age ranges. So yes. we, one, one year we actually did a multi-generational panel where we had mm. a Gen Xer, a millennial and a Gen Zer, <laughs> And it was absolutely amazing because we had different perspectives, right? And so if you are an organizer or even just a speaker, look to see what speakers have been beforehand, right? And especially if you fall in a minority you want to make sure that you are aligning yourselves with organizations and with events that actually reflect the actual audience that they have. Because I've been one of the onlys. There's there's a lot of times yeah. where I'll walk into a room and I'm the only Latina in the room or I'm the only Latina on stage. And I think that as a conference organizer, that really puts it into perspective of I need to make sure if my audience is primarily, you know, between the ages of 25 to 50, that's a huge range that I'm looking at in terms of speaking. And so I need to make sure that my speakers are not just going to hit those that maybe are in their late 20s, maybe wanting to start a business, but there might be women who are 45 and wanting to start a business too. And so yeah. it's making sure that those speakers really do reflect the diversity and the, and the inclusion that we bring in the conference. Yes. Oh, I love that you mentioned that. We just had Sonia on the podcast to talk about inclusivity and how it applies to stages. And I love how you mentioned it does go beyond just ethnicity and race. Like it goes with age and, and backgrounds and industry. And there's so much that we can facilitate on stage. And I just love how it also tied into kind of the conversation about community is that like sometimes yeah. it's about being knowing the other keynote and being recommended and being connected like that's where so many people are looking for those speakers which is where having those networking opportunities and connecting with those people can lead to not just like one opportunity but can can lead to multiple and it just like is a, a ripple effect so I love how that kind of tied in with your tips with community yeah one thing that I do love about hustle and socialize is that we the women who come through the doors that's sort of the pipeline that we take them to it's like they become the attendees and then from the attendees they become speakers and then from speakers they become our partners and yeah. it's just this whole entire ecosystem and this pipeline that we create and one thing i love about it is it's the women doing business with the women in our community it's women investing yeah. in each other and i think that that's so exciting and i'm so proud that that has been the case for over the past five years Oh, amazing. I want to chat a little bit about like your mastermind case study. And I want to like take yes. like two years ago, social media manager, oh which I can relate to. <laughs> and that was literally, we got to get some backstory. When you joined the mastermind, you yeah. were literally just pivoting out of social media management and you were pivoting your services. You were focusing more on your conference and you were kind of going through a lot of changes. And with the timing of joining, it really allowed for a lot of transformations and shifts in how you were approaching your business. So do you want to kind of talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I discovered you in 2020 
through later, right? Yes. And I, I had been stalking you and like, I even maybe DM'd you a couple of times and replied back to your, <laughs> to your, your stories. And in 2021, I found myself just very burned out and very overwhelmed from managing social media accounts, especially during the pandemic. Oh, and I, I think what's so interesting about my brand is that I feel I've done everything in social media. I've been the social media manager. I've been the consultant. I've done some influencer campaigns. I've been the one hiring influencers. You know, there's a multitude of things that I've done in social media. And at that time, I was contemplating about leaving my last social media management client. And my point of contact sort of gave me like a little deadline, like, hey, just letting you know that this might be the case. It might be best if you decide to exit early before more changes happen. Because remember, this mm. was all during the pandemic. Yes. And so I, when you put out the application for the mastermind, I sat with it and was just like, should I do this? Like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I had invested before I've done. And, and that's the case too, is I've invested locally in our network in our some of the accelerator programs that we've had here in town yeah. and i've invested in business coaches and i just felt that i really wanted to start having more authority online really honing in on my expertise because at that moment i had already done the tedx talk i had already won a couple of my awards like the expert tease was there. It was yeah. just not in the heightened ways that I really wanted to have. And yeah. I saw this opportunity. And after following you, I just said, you know what, I, I really do feel like this is what I need to do. And so I applied and two days later, found Woo! out that like, hey, you're the first <laughs> And it was it was just like, oh my god what am i getting myself into but let's go you know <laughs> like let's yes. go let's do this <laughs> yes oh my gosh it was just such an amazing experience and cohort it was literally for me i was like wow we're getting ourselves into this it was like so new for me but as your point i i was in your shoes and i totally understood how we grow our business we know we're experts we have these years of experience under our belt and we like know it's there it's like under the surface and sometimes we just need like the mentorship and just like the community as well the like mastermind of all these other minds minds to like pull it out. And I know that's allowed you to kind of like shift your content. I mean, I like see you like giving that authority content all the time. <laughs> so I know it's helped you shift your content, but I feel like it's also helped you just become more visible beyond just your community, but also like deeper in your community. So do you kind of want to talk about that transformation from like what you were thinking when you joined to then like how it's impacted your business sense? So my content at the time was very how to and tip related, yeah. which is great. You know, don't get me wrong. We need to have that top of the funnel content, but it wasn't going into full deeper, you know, authority, spiciness, everything yes. that we learned in the mastermind. And there is this notion of when you start pivoting and shifting to more high ticket offers and high ticket coaching, you cannot really get by with a simple tick, tip or hack or a yeah. tutorial, you know, you are really and if you're wanting to speak more on stages, 
that no one's really going to bring you onto a stage if you're just sharing three tips to, you know, which, you know, sometimes we do that in our content, but there needed to be a little bit more from that. And that was around the time where Reels was starting to come into the fold. Reels had just, I think we were almost a year into Reels when video content was really heavy on Instagram and TikTok. And I feel like throughout the mastermind, one of the things that I really took from it was it was okay to be spicy and to have your opinion and go and share your expertise and not be afraid of selling. I was so afraid of selling in my content. I remember. Yes. (laughs) If you were to see my content before the mastermind and, you know, even just two years ago, you would not even see any of my offers anywhere. It was always just this give, 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 give and not actually talking about what I Mm. do. And I think throughout the mastermind, one thing that I learned the most was, you know, you have to step out and you have to show up in order to do that. And by showing up, that means really taking a different shift in how you show up. Because if what you're doing right now is not necessarily getting you to where you want to be, then you have to do something different. And Mm. I think through the curriculum and even just the mentorship of everybody that was in our group, it was so helpful because I got to hear different perspectives. I got to have that mentor aspect where you were, you know, coaching us and giving us homework and really allowing us to take the time to do the necessary things that we needed to do in order to build authority. And I do really love how, many of the guest experts that you had in there. And I know it was different. I I don't know how much you've changed it, but I really enjoyed having those opportunities to connect with other coaches and other women who are doing amazing things in their own field and seeing their perspective of how they do their marketing and they do their sales and how they, you know, command their authority. And so I really felt that that was the beginning of the shift of my whole entire rebrand that just, you know, now has been launched, but that was that little seed that was planted. I mean, that was sort of the start of where I needed to go. And especially to, as I get in front of these bigger brand partners and these bigger speakers and even bigger opportunities, it to be able to have that expertise online and in my content, I mean, it has just dramatically changed everything that I've done since 2021. Oh, I absolutely love that. And yes, I remember you mentioning the selling. I'm like, I remember I was like, go sell your offers. Go, go, go. And I really think it's all about just like taking up space in our content. And I just, it really means so much coming from you as someone who knows content, who knows marketing, who knows social media to have showed that you like got so much out of it, but also to like tie it back to like what you said, like about community all at the beginning, right? Of like just being in the room with other people, being in the room with the other authorities and the guests, which was like my intention between like bringing them in the room is like, you guys were able to connect with them and you were able to build those relationships and and just have that connection point. I think it, it can really be so transformational, especially when you're making that pivot and now to see it like come full circle yeah. where like you fully fully have a hustle unsocialized as like your event, your conference, you've rebranded your brand and that brand. And you've been able to just 
boost and skyrocket your visibility and just show up in a complete, like totally different way with like the expertise you already had just makes me so proud. Like it's just, (laughs) is absolutely amazing to see. So I know that you're definitely inspiring other people that are listening in. Absolutely. And I really do. I loved so much just how I was being challenged every time. And those are the things that when you invest in programs and when you invest in opportunities, you have to really take into account that you are going to be challenged and you are going Mm. to have to shift your mindset and your perspective. And I really felt that the mastermind allowed me to think outside the box and think in different ways that I could show up for myself online because even at that time too, we were, the world was opening up. The world was barely opening up. Like that was the summer of 21. And I just remember that I knew, okay, I'm going to go back in person after a year and a half of being isolated at home. And so if I'm going to go back in person and I am going to step into opportunities where I know I'm going to be either in my local community or in the, throughout the state of Texas or anywhere I'm going, then it needs to be reflective in my visibility online. And so I think that the mastermind and just even my mindset around investing, I knew that I honestly, I knew that I was going to leave that contract and I knew that I had a limb, you know, that slim of like, okay, what's going to happen next? Totally. And taking that chance on, you know, I'm going to invest in this and I am going to see it through. And one thing that I can say too about investing is always remember that you will, if you don't see it short term, you're going to see the ripple effects in the long term. So everything that you're doing right now, it's going to help benefit you in the long run. So at that point, you know, I was leaving things and doing things, but like, look at to where I am now. And so that's really what I, anybody who's on the fence of joining the mastermind or just anybody who wants to maybe is, is considering what's like, I don't know if I should do it. I (laughs) I really feel like, just think about where do you want to be in, in not just like three, six months, nine months, but like, where do you want to be in a year or where do you want to be in two years? And I know sometimes that's really hard to think that way, but when you start working backwards, it really does help for you to see where you need to go. Yeah, it's all about the the long-term vision, like the small steps we're making today, the little pieces of content, the the event we go to, the connection we make, like in one, two, five years, like we never know where that can lead us. And I feel like this episode really opened up so many people's eyes. I'm sure they're like, okay, I need to go connect with my local community. I need to go create authority content. Like they're feeling really inspired. So I just so appreciate you sharing your, your wisdom, all these amazing strategies and tips, and also your experience in the master. Mastermind. So let everyone know where they can connect with you, where they can learn from you, where they can work with you, and also where they can attend the conference. Absolutely. So the (laughs) best place you can find me is, of course, on Instagram. I am at the social butterfly gal. And then you can find the conference also on Instagram at hustle and socialize. And of course, my website, the social butterfly gal.net. And the conference is happening in San Antonio, Texas, 
June 10th. It's a one day conference. So if you've never been to Texas and if you've never been to San Antonio, I highly, highly recommend that you attend and tickets are on sale right now. Amazing. We will leave all of that in the show notes, but thank you so much, Christina, for being on the show. Thank you so much, Natasha. Thank you so much for tuning into the Shine Online podcast. I hope this episode has helped you find a simpler way to show up consistently on video. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with a business owner you know who is struggling with content and video in their business. Or connect on Instagram at Shine with Natasha by taking a screenshot and sharing your biggest takeaway. See you in the next episode.